This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. It's Thursday, 6 October in the year of our Lord, 2022. And as we do this uh, run-up, to uh, the most important midterm election since 1862 in the early years of the Civil War. Um, every day we bring you analysis, the personalities, the policies, and these massive fights all across this country. I want to start today in Nevada with uh, Jim Marchand. You remember, Jim uh, has two roles here. One, he's running for the Secretary of State in, um, in Nevada. He's also the head of the coalition which is uh, pulling together uh, a number of the secretaries of state to um, to kind of uh, make sure not just fundraising, but they also think through these policies, what we have to have to have free, fair and honest elections. Jim, uh, two things. Number one, The Washington Post has a story. I think that they're in full meltdown this morning. Their lead story in The Post was about, what is it, 60 percent of uh, of people running in key positions uh, in this um, this cycle are what they call election deniers. What we would say is election integrity. They're in full meltdown on that. But more importantly, CNN is just out and others with polls that show you and other members of the coalition you've pulled together uh, that are up and winning, including um, in Arizona. Um, uh, Fincham is up by four points. And this is with the announcement that George Soros has, uh, I think, committed $14 million between Nevada in Arizona, $7 million each. Jim Marchand, can you give us a, a status report and a status report on, on your election from the latest polling? Yeah, and uh, I saw that in the CNN article, and I think they've got me up three, they've got Mark up four, um, and that's kind of the trend. Uh, other polls that we're seeing, uh, I'm up anywhere from you know three here to eight and even 10, so it kind of depends on the poll, and uh, so, but yeah, they are in meltdown. Uh, they know that if we get elected, if candidates like myself and Mark Fincham get elected in, in Audrey in New Mexico and uh, Diego in Indiana and Chuck in Wyoming and, and um, Christina in Michigan, uh, their, you know, their power time is up. Uh, and you know, they're gonna have a hard time um, getting the people in office that are currently in office that are responsible for the shape our country's in. And so uh, we're going to turn that around. And that's exactly why we established the coalition uh, on May 1st, 2021. And so uh, we just counter and reversing what George Soros and Harry Reid did back in 2004 and six. And uh, we're going to be successful with it. We're, this is the opportunity for us to save our country. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And, and like I said, the polls are reflecting the sentiment of the people. I'm hearing it out when I'm out in the field uh, talking to voters. Uh, only every, even if when I go to events where there are other speakers for other people that are running for office, most of the what they want to hear is, uh, "What are you going to do about election integrity?" You know, the the confidence in our election system around the country is uh, 
non-existent basically. So we've got to restore that conf confidence by uh, implementing the election system that we're actually rolling out right now in Nevada. So uh, you're right. We have let to me, let me, keep fighting. Let, 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 me drill, let me drill down on this for a second because the, as I go around, we, we monitor the um, closely the advertisements in, in, in the media. And this is a down-ballot race that in the old days wasn't even focused on that much, and that's why Soros was smart enough and cunning enough to come in here and really get his people involved and to make sure they could steal as many elections as possible. Um, they, they literally portray you guys as the end of America, that it's not the governors, it's not the House races, it's not the Senate, but it's the secretaries of state that right. – the rise of fascism is all predicated upon you. The Washington Post, it was the lead stories. I mean, they're in full meltdown, full meltdown. Exactly. Um, and it's all personal. It's all personal attacks. They don't ever want to talk about the policies. Just you're fascist, that you'll never have a free and fair election. As you go around the state of Nevada, and as you go around, because you've done a, a great job. In fact, we've got uh, on the 15th. Of, uh, of October, I believe you're in Albuquerque mm -hmm. with a, a, a big event, a battle election integrity. We'll talk to Audrey about that. She's one of the main speakers there. As, right. as you go around the country and hear back from people, the, the working men and women, many of whom are independents and Democrats, what are you hearing, sir? Yeah, kind of, you know, uh, in our event in Florida, we had Democrats actually participate in our event there. Uh, they're saying the same thing because they know that in, even on their side, there's election integrity problems uh, within their ranks. And they love what we're doing because you know, we're, we're kind of nonpartisan. All we want to do is ensure that we have a fair and transparent election so that the people's voices are actually represented the way they vote. So we're hearing it from them. And, and that's what we're hearing everywhere. And when we're out and about all over the country, yeah, we have people come up to us and just thank us. Thank you for doing something. You know, we know that there's a problem. And, you know, thank you for doing this. Thank you for letting us know because in, in our uh, forums that we put on across the country, we you know, tell about the problem, you know, what happened. We expose what happened. And then we talk about solutions. And that's what's most uh, the people like the most is when we tell, you know, what we're going to do about it. And, you know, we started that in May 1st, 2021, and, um, and our first symposium or forum was uh, December 1st in 21. So we've done uh, probably two dozen of them around the country, and that's what we're having October 15th in Albuquerque, another one. So uh, they're very popular, and, uh, you know, they, we provide a lot of information for people and expose what happened, and then... Uh, more importantly, we provide solutions and tell people what we're doing about it and how, if we get in office, uh, how it's going to be in the future. And the confidence uh, that, that they didn't have before, they start to learn that they once will, uh, soon will have confidence again. <clears throat> talk, to, talk to me about uh, Nye County real quickly, about what's happening in Nye County, this big fight up there about yep. the paper ballots, the, the hand count, all of that. And also... Right. You know, one of the things that, that there's a tweet out there from uh, a left wing group saying, oh, my God, Bannon has been able to get 11,000 volunteers. And we've actually said it's a multiple of 11,000 volunteers. How is that? We want to know how the volunteer 
movement is going in Nevada. So you can tell us about Nye County and then also about War Room Posse showing up to put their shoulder to the wheel to make sure we have people in the room for these counts. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, one of the things that when we implemented our new election system that we're going to roll out here pretty soon uh, in Nye County, and it's actually going to be in place uh, for the 2022 election, that was the only county I was able to convince to go through and actually implement the new system. But uh, yes, it's on paper ballots, precinct level voting, a uh, number of good things that uh, is going to ensure that we have a fair and transparent election. And when our the clerk there that I've been working with for a long time, uh, when he uh, uh, asked for volunteers to come in and help uh, you know, manage and work this system, it was overwhelming. We got more volunteers than we could ever imagine. And uh, so that's not a problem. People want to work. They want to make sure that we have a fair and transparent election. And because of what we're doing out there, we've got the uh, ACLU has sued us uh, or sued Nye County. Uh, we have the Progressive Leadership Alliance of Nevada. Another George Soros organization has sued. And you know, slowly but surely, we're kind of overcoming some of these suits. But it's going to be lawfare from now until uh, if I get elected into the secretary of state office out here, I'm going to be sued every single day. And that's just the way it's going to be. And we're just going to have to fight it. And it's a shame. Okay. No, no, it's 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 America in the 21st century. By the way, it's when you get elected as secretary. When I get elected, you will be sued every day. And we and we'll know you're doing your job. If you're not sued every day. By these right. left-wing groups, you're not doing your job. This is every. Remember, no. the work starts as hard as this is to win. And you, look, you went through a brutal primary. You've never had any money. Um, they're coming at you hard. Sources just designated, I think, seven million dollars to take you out. Yep. This yep. is how vital they know Nevada is. Uh, how do people get to your campaign? How do they find out more about your campaign in Nevada? And how do they find out more about the coalition? Coalition. Yes, uh, jimmarchant.com, J-I-M-M-A-R-C-H-A-N-T.com. Uh, we certainly need as much help as we can because, like uh, like Steve said, uh, Soros is coming in with just boatloads of money. It's insane. And then uh, the coalition is SOS, the number four, America.com, SOS4America.com, and uh, help us out there. It helps all of our, our coalition candidates, and like I said, uh, these are the most crucial elections in our country. People are starting to realize that because without us, we don't elect good people into our state houses, into Congress, into Senate. Without us, that doesn't happen because uh, because it's, it's controlled by the people that have been controlling us for decades. And that's going to end right now with the help of the the people, the war room posse, and uh, just help us out because we're on the right track. We've got a lot of momentum and we're making a huge difference. And if we weren't, Soros wouldn't be coming in with the massive amount of money that he is. They're scared to death. The uh, New York Times just did their 25 minute documentary on you and me, Steve, you've seen that. Uh, They wouldn't do that if we weren't making a difference. Yep, (laughs) no, they're absolutely losing uh, losing everything. It's only going to get tougher. We still yep. got, what, 30-some days. It's only going to get tougher. It's only going to get tougher and nastier, I think, 32 days. Uh, Jim, thank you so much. Uh, keep up the great fight. You know you're doing your job when the Washington Post is coming out uh, against you uh, to tear you apart and when Soros is shifting millions of dollars into a Secretary of State race to yeah, defeat you. Amazing. So, um, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's amazing.
Let's go to Audrey Trujillo. This hero uh, won in the, you know, she be, she became the Republican nominee in a, in a state. And this is what I say when you see the tectonic plate shift of the Hispanic community coming. New Mexico's in play. They know it's in play. And one of the reasons it's in play is because of her hard-fought campaign. Audrey, you're running for Secretary of State. Can you get us up to state on how it's going in New Mexico? I think we got, do we she have, uh, I think you have mute on, Audrey. Yeah, don't mute yourself. You Can you hear me? <laughs> okay, hang, hang, yeah, hang for a second, hang for a second. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the stop. You're fighting okay. a great campaign out there. Tell us, tell us how it's going. We're doing great. We have a lot of momentum, a lot of grassroots efforts, um, 33 counties here in New Mexico, and people are standing up. I mean, literally, they're on the street corners of the busiest intersections with my signs. They're really trying to get my name out there. Of course, we don't have the type of money that the other side has, but we're, we're working really hard. We have a big heart. New Mexico is ready for a change. We are definitely going to fight corruption here, um, and I'm at the forefront of that. Let's talk about that for a second. New Mexico has been kind of a, you know, they're, it's MAGA, it's working class people, but the Democrat apparatus out there has kind of controlled the state for so long. Uh, walk us through, when you say people are ready for a change, what are they ready for? While they're ready to have a prosperous New Mexico, we are last in everything good and first in everything bad. And we need to change that up. We lost over a thousand businesses here in New Mexico. And some of our problems is, is most of our problems are just the leadership here. We've been under Democrat rule for no, about 90, 90 years. Um, our, our, our beautiful state needs to prosper. And I think right now we are in a great place because of we have people like our current um, governor who has did a horrible job during the lockdowns. She locked up our state. She was one of the most stringent lockdowns that we have ever seen you know, very tyrannical um, and people love their freedom. That's one thing we can unify on. And that's what we're gonna, that's what this whole campaign is based on. We need to have freedom and the biggest freedom we have here is our votes and make sure that we protect them and secure them. You know, uh, we've got, uh, I'm coming out with Mike Lindell tomorrow, with Dave Clements uh, and the folks to New Mexico on Friday. And then the following week on the 15th, you've got another huge, yeah, no, you're going to be, you're one of the top speakers. In fact, I'm coming out to see you. I, I, I've seen Lindell. I love Lindell, but I've seen his, I've seen him talk enough, although I'm opening for him. I'm actually coming out to, I'm coming out to see you because I keep telling people New Mexico is this close for us winning. But then the next week, you have another huge election integrity conference. You have Lara Logan out there. You're one of the primary speakers there. What is it about election integrity? What is it about the vote? in New Mexico that have people so worked up that you have multiple of these training sessions and it just looks like a massive grassroots effort that the good folks in New Mexico want to clean things up. But what, what is driving that? Well, we don't have a whole lot of confidence in the, the election process here. And part of that is the way the current um, Secretary of State has handled her business. You know, she at a national level de degraded some of our county commissioners who were requesting information and um, did not want to certify elections that they had questions on. You know, they are elected officials. The people had a voice there through their, their commissioners. 
and the Secretary of State went and, and strong-armed them and, and said that they were going to have a fourth-degree felony if they did not certify. So she went through our New Mexico Supreme Court and, and pushed it through. It wasn't something that they did with a clear conscience. Wow. Uh, so how can people, we're going to be with you tomorrow, next week is the, uh, and hopefully we even maybe uh, get back there for the 15th, it's huge election integrity, Lara Logan's going to be at there, of course Jim Marchand's going to join. How do people find out more about you and your race? Because you're, you're, you're surging right now, and you're getting very close to margin of error, and I keep telling people, New Mexico and Minnesota are the two, this is one Trump bugged me all day long in 16 about, he was right, we're very close in New Mexico, and we're very close in Minnesota, and we can flip these two states. So how can people find out more about you, ma'am? Sure. It's AudreySOS.com. Uh, real simple. And that'll take me to to my website. And also, we're going to have links there to this um, October 15th forum. So we'll be able to sign up there as well. Yeah, the October 15th. I just got that from Marchant's. We're, we're going to get that up on all of our chat rooms. People get there and they get to learn really the nuts and bolts. Remember, we need volunteers. We need volunteers in the room, in the counting rooms. We've got to make sure these elections are fair, that only legal, certifiable chain of custody votes count. Audrey, uh, fight on. Look forward to seeing you in New Mexico over the weekend. And uh, just congratulations so far on a hard-fought campaign that you're surging right now. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Let's go to my favorite people, Sherry and Nolan Chang uh, from Hawaii. Uh, every time I turn around and go to one of these, uh, either the CPAC or AFA, I see I see the Changs there taking notes, working hard. Talk to me first. What t give me give me Hawaii? You know, I was in the Navy. I was in the Seventh Fleet. We used to go to Pearl Harbor all the time. I absolutely love Hawaii. I got so many friends out there. What do we need to do? to flip Hawaii. What do we need to do to flip that great state? It, it seems like a lot of, you know, Jason Jones comes in, Ed Dowd comes in, you got a lot of MAGA out there. Where do we stand, Sherry? Well, you know, we felt so isolated, as you know, the islands. And that's why we came out to a lot of those events. Because I think we felt that there was no community. We didn't see elections the way that we had wanted to originally. I think we were very disappointed, especially, uh, with the presidential election. So mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we were fighting for together, Nolan and I, is that we we have done very well in terms of uh, the goals we set. We couldn't have done if America or the Republic doesn't stay the same. Oh. We were able to put our sons through school. They got to choose the colleges. Nolan and I put ourselves through school. We paid college loans. We uh, were able to take advantage of the economy and the opportunities that came our way. And so with what we see now, um, we think that's being uh, demolished and destroyed. Yeah, as you know, Steve, we're a, a really a dark, dark blue state. And uh, I just saw a clip with Dr. Clemens interviewing a bunch of people from Hawaii, one of them whom which ran for the governor uh, position in the primaries and lost. Um, and so anyway, um, we need a lot of help. War room presence would be great. We need exposure. I think we need a lot of top guns coming in. I mean, heavy hitters coming in, like Dr. Clemens. Seth Ketcher had been here. We saw mm -hmm. his presentation talking about voter uh, fraud. But we need a lot of top guns coming in because the uh, the deep state, I call them the black hats, people have other names for them, is so deep-rooted. We've been a democratic state for so long. They're entrenched. You talk about a deep swamp. 
Uh, you're talking about Hawaii. Did you know that we have the most powerful governor in our country? Steve, did you know that? Where no, our governor? Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew by the by the by the uh, power it has. It's the most powerful governorship that anybody yes, can have. Whereas Texas is very uh, is a very is a very weak governor. Hawaii's the 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 strongest. Let me ask you. Here's what I understand. Is it? And by the way, we're going to make a, a big commitment to, to Hawaii, and I know a lot of people are going to join me. But there's so many good working class and middle class folks out there. Is it just that we need to get the information to them? I mean, it's a state that's deep blue only because of the leadership. The folks out there are are deplorables. They're MAGA. They, these are hardworking, good folks. So, so what do we need to do to get the information out to them? I think uh, a war room presence again would be great. You were talking to us the last time we saw it at CPAC, maybe starting up a Zoom. But I think we need to bring in, like I said, heavy hitters, wherever they may be, and the help you could be to us would be great. I'm in touch with people from our uh, certain parties that are very that are strong Republican, conservative, capitalist, right, that want change in Hawaii. Um, and so that kind of presence, I feel, we need. Listen to someone like me or someone, again, from the middle class, or from the middle class may not even listen, but other people who have more notoriety, more power. I think, personally, I think that's what we need. Someone like you, I call you the... Okay, well, I... I name for you, the legend. We need Steve Bannon. That's my name for you, the legend. Well, listen, I... I commit to you. I commit to you guys that we're going to do this because Hawaii is too important a state, and there's so many great folks out there. And remember, this MAGA movement, the movement of working class and middle class people to take their country back, is all the way from Maine all the way to Hawaii. Are you guys up on social media at all, uh, uh, Sherry or, or, or Nolan? Are you guys on social media? Is there any way people can get to you? I'm on Getter, but I, I really can't post because of my position. As you know, uh, Nolan, you. I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I'm from the old school. I call people up on my cell. Yeah, people call. Him. He he. That say I, I say that Nolan was a paper ballot guy too. Just as I put it out there, yeah. not a machine yeah. guy. Folks, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at the next. Uh, if I don't get to Hawaii between now and the next time we see each other, hopefully we we'll see each other in another conference. So thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, Steve. Thank you for we having us. Aloha. Thanks, guys. Aloha. This is my point. We're expanding this battlefield from uh, New Mexico to Hawaii to all these states of Minnesota. People, you know, uh, the in, in the polling today in Trafalgar, Schultz is up over Ellison, I think, by a couple of points or point or two in Minnesota. This thing's playing out all over the all over the country. And one of the reasons is obviously the economics, the other some of these cultural issues. Let's bring in Kimberly Reichs from uh, Iowa. Uh, Ma'am, can you tell us what went on that? Um, Got you to stand up and say, hey, I'm not going to take this anymore, because this, I think, is one of the more important stories in the country right now. Uh, yes, it actually began with my daughter when she was mass abused by her school um, back in um, August of 2002 or 22. And we started protesting against um, the school about masks. And I ended up helping get a, a law passed here in our state of Iowa to take all mask mandates off of kids K through 12. Um, my fight did not stop there. Um, I then realized that we had pornographic books in our schools and then the Ankeny schools decided to top that one more time and bring a drag queen show into our school. And I exposed all of it and I went up against the school board last or this past Monday to 
get questions answered because they said that the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance, hosted a um, drag queen show in our school and it was not approved. And so we're wondering as parents, how did something like this happen in our schools? What policies are they putting in place now that is going to prevent it from happening again? And so that's where my fight stood happened and how it began and I'm not going to stop until all the kids are safe. I pulled my kids out of the public school this year, but I'm still there fighting for all the other children who are not able to be homeschooled. So Kimberly, I'm going to go back to the beginning because you're a perfect example of somebody that say, "Hey, I'm not going to take this anymore. I've got to stand up for these kids." Let's go back to the mask. Let's go back to how this originally started. Talk to us about the mask and how did you get involved? Had you been very much involved in school boards or anything before you actually got involved in the uh, in the mass mandate situation? Um, actually, no. Uh, my oldest daughter is 20, and I did not attend a, a school board meeting until March of 2021. And I, that was the first time I ever went to a school board meeting, had no idea, like, what they were about. And I always thought, you know, schools, we send your kids to school. It's okay. You know, I went to school when I was there. It was all right. And then, um, but unfortunately, I found out that parents need to get more involved now than they ever have before, because what they are bringing in to indoctrinate our children, sexualize our children is sick. And like, like I said before, my fight started because my daughter was mask injured and she ended up getting staph infection on her face four different times due to these masks. And when we got a medical exemption for her not to wear a mask in school, they segregated her. They literally put her on one side of the room and put everybody else on the other. And this happened from um, January 7th, or when we turned in her medical exemption until March 23rd, when I protested for the very first time in front of our school board on, that was March 22nd, I apologize. March 23rd is the day they retaliated against me using my daughter as their political pawn. And by, what I mean by that is they took Olivia out of her classroom. And at this time, she's in kindergarten. She was just turned six years old. So um, they took her out of her classroom, put her in the principal's office. All the while, they're, she, they're pushing her desk further into the corner and then putting plexiglass around it. Um, Olivia came home that afternoon crying and upset that... Kimberly, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short break. I want to get the rest of the story. Kimberly Reichs, a mom who stood up and wouldn't take it anymore and has made a massive change out in Iowa. We're going to return in a moment in War Room Battleground. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. 
Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. This is one of the most inspirational stories we've had, uh, Kimberly Reich out of uh, Iowa. I just want to just once again, y- you have a daughter that's 20. She went to school. You never got involved at all in the uh, in the school board. It's just, hey, the kid went to school, but that was then this mask. And what they did to your little girl, I just want to make sure, they, they retaliate against you. They put her in a plexiglass box in the principal's yeah. office to try to humiliate her. Uh, not in the principal's office. They put her in the principal's office that morning. And then that afternoon after she ate lunch in the principal's office, then they put her back into the classroom with the plexiglass around her desk. So she was the only one in her classroom without a mask, but she had this big plexiglass wall around her desk that she could not go out of and nobody can come near her. And you, and you said then you got so worked up that you actually worked and, and had a law passed in Iowa. Tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so after that happened, um, I decided that I was going to keep protesting because what they were doing to children behind our backs was wrong. And not only did it affect my children, it affected hundreds of children across the Ankeny and Iowa state. And so I'm like, I have to do something. So we kept protesting and we ended up protesting on May 17th in front of our school. My children spoke at that school board meeting and they um, decided they weren't going to show my kid's face. And I was like, I felt devastated because I was, I thought we were going to be defeated because we were banging our head against the wall. And so then on May 18th, we decided to take the rally up to our state capitol. There was over 200 attendees um, at the state rapid, our at the state capitol um, protesting 
wanting to make mandates an option, not mandatory. We had 120 handwritten letters to the governor. And then on May 20th at 1230 in the morning, she signed the bill into law that no public school can mandate mask ever again. And in the law that she put in there, she also snuck in there that every school has to say the Pledge of Allegiance every single day. Wow. I got to tell you, this is showing involvement. So give get us up to the present about because it's kind of a controversial picture of you of how you had to make your presentation. What happened, I guess, with these drag queens? And then you really did something quite dramatic. Tell the audience about that. Yes. So back in May of this year, our school hosted a drag queen show um, that was not authorized by the school, according to the school. Um, I got wind of it because one of my friends on Facebook was posting bragging how she was excited that her son was the um, president of this GSA program and that they just had the end of the year um, drag queen show that was at our Ankeny High School. Um, there was children as young as 12 years old in this audience. Um, they brought in a 21-year-old male exotic dancer to perform, and he had a very risque um, act, if you ask me, especially for a school setting. Um, it was a black leotard thong with knee-high boots, and he was dancing and performing in front of our small children. And he even performed a, a dance that I would call more like a stripper dance. And there was even money exchanged. Um, I have pictures of students handing the performers money as they're performing on the stage in our Ankeny High School. And I decided I was gonna expose it. And I exposed it for what it was. I asked the school board, what is going on here? Why are they allowing this to happen? Um, they sent out a generic email just basically saying, um, we didn't know this was happening. It's unauthorized. It's under investigation. And that was back in May. And here we are in the first week of October, and we still have no answers. We still have no updates in the policies on dress codes. We still have no updates on policies on how they're going to ensure uh, that this doesn't ever happen again. And so sometimes you got to fight fire with fire <laughs> um, to get your point across. And so I decided... Um, I have gone up against the school several times trying to talk about um, the drag queen show and they silenced me. They ignored me. Um, they pushed me aside. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to throw it in their face um, exactly what happened. And so I got an outfit similar to the guy that um, dressed in drag and performed at our school and I dressed in his outfit and I went in front of our school board to prove a point that if they felt uncomfortable as me as a straight white woman walking around in a thong leotard with knee-high boots then they should not allow this in our schools especially in front of minor children. Kimberly I think this is what hard it's hard to get uh, people it's hard for people to get their head around. I mean, Iowa is the heartland of our country. One of the reasons that the, the you know, the first, uh, what caucus are there, because the, the whole country and really the world has a lot of confidence in the judgment and discernment of the folks in Iowa. It's the great heartland of, of, of America. How, what is it about the, these drag queen shows? Who's pushing this? Who's pushing this agenda? And why does it seem like it's being forced down people's throats? Um, the people that are pushing it here is the GSA program, the Gay Straight Alliance program. 
And I do not know any other reason why they would be shoving this down people's throats except for the indoctrination of our children. It's kind of like a feeder program where if you start them young enough and try to confuse them on what gender they are, then as they get older, they're going to be even more confused and more easily manipulated, more easily controlled. And I think that's what their their whole agenda is. I mean, they're trying to get maps, minor attracted people as a norm. That's not normal. They're pedophiles straight up. And so I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I have never sugarcoated anything. And I'm going to continue to fight for these children and their future. I protect their innocence at all costs, even if that means I have to put myself out there and expose myself in a way that I normally would not to get my point across. Look, I know you've been attacked relentlessly. How can people find out more about you and more about your story? Social media, website, because you are the epitome of the courage we need in this country right now. Remember, courage is the most important of all the virtues because it is upon courage that all the other virtues rest. And you're one of the most courageous women in this country. So how do people find out more Uh about you? Thank you. They can go to my website at Iowa Mama Bears. That's I-O-W-A-M-A-M-A-B-E-A-R-S dot com. Or I like to give out my personal phone number because that's the type of person I am. And you can call me at 712-369-0939. I'm sure sure you have some interesting phone calls on that from all the haters that come after you. But this shows you how... uh... How brave you are, Kimberly. Uh, it's an honor to have you on here. And I, and I got to tell you, uh, the War Room Posse will always have your back, uh, particularly the great work you're doing out there to protect kids in the great state of Iowa. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. From the cornfields of Iowa, let's go to the uh, to the canyons of Manhattan, New York City, the greatest city in the world. Jackie Torboroff. Jackie, the, the the it seems like the fight is is kind of the same all over this country. When I talk to these moms about parents' rights and about what's happening, you were one of the brave leaders that stepped up and say, "Hey, there's a lot of mama bears here in New York City, and they're not going to let their kids be destroyed, whether it's mass vaccines, CRT, gender ideology." Give us an update on how it's going in uh, Manhattan, ma'am. It's going great, as you know. Had this get out the vote for Lee Zeldin last night. You were there. We were turning people away. We had tons of independents, Democrats, people that cannot take it anymore. Women are terrified to go outside. Moms are terrified to get on the subway to do drop off, pick up. Uh, we are sick of the mandates. We're sick of the CRT. We are sick of, you know, them trying to strip our parental rights. We're sick of it all. We're sick of the inflation, the homeless crisis. Uh, we've had it. We've absolutely had it. Jackie, let me ask you, because I was there and, you know, I love New York City. I lived in and out of New York City for, for many years. It's I, I, next to Hong Kong. It's my favorite city in the world. It is depressing to go back and see what's happened to this great city. How did this happen and how does it happen so quickly? And in your coalition, are there now people that were not Republicans, not conservatives? Do you see that independents uh, and actually Democrats are saying we can't take this anymore? Jackie. Absolutely, that's what's happening. Um, I would say the majority of the people at the event last night were Democrats and independents. One of the moms there had plenty of time. She was just fired from her post uh, as a professor for not doling out A's. Um, Yes, parents have had it, and I predominantly see this from the left, 
um, because they're the ones that feel so acutely betrayed. We've seen this since 2014, since de Blasio came into power. It's been a steady decline. It was fast-tracked under BLM with CRT. And people on the right had already been paying attention. We saw the demise. And it's the people on the left that feel this acute betrayal. They're panicked. Let me ask you, let's go to the politics of it. Uh, this, this current race, I know we had this event last night. There's a lot of discussion. In fact, we had Caitlin Sinclair from One America's Voice on the morning show with her interviewer, Lee Zeldin. Is, uh, talk to us about Lee Zeldin. Are, are people getting back to this? And is his campaign reaching into Manhattan, if nothing more than to make sure that the Democrats don't overwhelm the rest of the state? Do you see the campaign? Is it engaged? Because I got to tell you, I just saw Trafalgar's polling, and Henry's up, I think, one or two points on Letitia James right now by Trafalgar. is a pretty good pollster for the MAGA movement. This thing is very tight, and the whole country's kind of shifting uh, to, to MAGA and to the Republican movement because the economy's so bad, and they don't, you know, America's changing so quickly. Is this happening in New York, and is Zeldin's campaign look like it's on top of things? Zeldin's campaign is doing a town hall tomorrow. We've organized that. It's going to be Moms for Lee. It's at 10 a.m. at 100 West 77th Street. Tons of Democrats and independent moms are part of this coalition. Uh, Hopel's plan for education is two-pronged rooted in failure. It is eliminating, uh, you know, it, it's basically making all school buses electric by 2027. Ask any mom if that registers anywhere in their brain uh, on the level of priorities, as well as more funding. And we know that federal funding is only hurting the education. It's not helping. As we discussed, Lee Zeldin is pro-parental rights, anti-mandates, uh, strong core curriculum, curriculum transparency. And that is something that is uniting moms on all sides of the aisle, no matter what their race, no matter what their uh, sexual, you know, it's it's a uniter. Tell us about, uh, and by the way, we'll talk to you afterwards. We may want to do a pickup with you there at the Moms for Lee. Where do people go? Can they still get tickets? Where should they go to find out more about this? It's totally free. It's at 10 a.m. after drop-off. No disruption. 100 West 77th Street tomorrow at 10 a.m. 100 West 77th Street in Manhattan. Moms for Lee. All are welcome. Any parents, grandparents, please come. Uh, it's going to be a Q&A. He's going to speak. He's going to explain his plan, his commitment to parental rights. And then we're going to ask him questions. I mean, imagine that a candidate asking moms questions after two years of silencing us. Give me two minutes on uh, the new the Manhattan Press, the new uh, uh, from the uh, great team at uh, Creative Destruction Media have launched another one. This one specifically just for Manhattan. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the Manhattan Press has been dedicated to exposing the truth no matter where it lies. Uh, we're calling out corruption everywhere. We're not taking it from anyone. Um, we're just going to lay it out for the people that are starved for real, accurate information, myself included. Jackie, uh, once again, uh, how do we get to Manhattan Press and what is your uh, social media so people can follow you? You are a firebrand. <laughs> Thanks. You can find me at Instagram at Jacqueline for NYC. That's J A C Q U E L I N E F O R N Y C. And the Manhattan Press. The Manhattan dot press. Excuse me.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for coming on. We'll look for we'll talk to you afterwards about doing a pickup, a live pickup tomorrow from uh Moms for Lee Zeldin. Um I just want I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to uh Hoff now of Gateway, but I want people to know thinking about this show, Audrey Trujillo in New Mexico, Sherry Chang in Hawaii, uh Jackie Torboroff in Manhattan, uh you have uh, Kimberly Reichs in Iowa. That's MAGA. That is this uh, participatory populism and this inclusive nationalism that's on the rise. You have people from all over the country, right, from New York City all the way to Hawaii, from, uh, from, from New Mexico to Iowa, and everywhere in between. This movement is a national movement. This movement's on the rise. Jim, I, I had to get you on here. I did this event last night in New York City. It was absolutely packed, mainly Democrats and independents. All of them fired up about uh, about voting uh, Republican in in the in the House races and uh, and backing Lee Zeldin uh, and uh, and Henry in these uh, in these important races in New York. The one question I got because everybody had gone to Gateway Pundit because I said they all said how do we make sure it's not stolen? And mm -hmm. I said Jim Hoff's already gone through this and he's got his seven checklists and they go we read it. Tell us, tell us what it means. We love it. We love Gateway. Once again, we got about five minutes. I just want you to walk through the seven things because this is the number one question I get everywhere I go. People know we're going to turn the vote out. It's how do we close the deal? Absolutely, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Um, you know, we did put out this list earlier this week. And for your audience, they can actually go to Gateway Pundit. It's on the sidebar now. Um, it's our checklist for the 2022 midterms so that the Democrats do not steal this election like they did the last one. And uh, in our checklist, if you go into that post, there's a PDF you can download. It's very thorough and it goes over some of the things that we must that must take place if if we want to expect to cut down on the fraud. We may not um, get rid of all the fraud this time. We understand that. Um, but uh, we're going to do what we can. And what we've listed here, Steve. Uh, again, thank you. A couple major points. One is whenever votes are turned over from one place to another, our wish and what we believe is that we need observers whenever votes are transferred. Um, I think that's important. It's not just uh, when they get into the election room or the ballot counting room. It's what happens before then. We saw so many times in this last election where uh, these mysterious, we, we put up uh, a post yesterday, Steve, this is a new one. I don't know if your audience have seen it, but we put up a post where they're moving ballots around in Michigan in a, in a garbage bag, right? That's how they're transferring these ballots. How could that be secure? It's just not. So, um, you know, this may not happen this election, but I think Republicans, if you want to be serious about winning elections, we need to have observers at all of these points of transfer. The other thing that we have is these, uh, they're called undeliverable as addressed ballots. They're the ballots that come back to the post office and um, because nobody lives at this address or they don't, they haven't lived there in 10 years or they died five years ago or in World War II, right? So when those go back to the post office, what happens to them? Um, we put up a checklist that you can call your local officials and say, hey, what's happening to these ballots? Where are they going? Um, how many are coming in a day? Uh, what happens to those uh, are, that come in each day? Uh, so, so we have several questions there that you can ask uh, your local officials about these 
Um, they're called UAA ballots, the undeliverable as addressed ballots. And then another point I'd like to make, Steve, and that is that in our uh, PDF that we have on Gateway Pundit, and we're not making a dime off this, you know, we're doing this like Steve Bannon. We want free and fair elections. Um, uh, point seven on our list is uh, it's, it's an incident checklist. We took this from uh, a Missouri group that Mike Lindell had highlighted. It was on Frank's speech, and we, we took their list. We've talked to them, and we're encouraging people um, who are working in these election uh, uh, ballot counting rooms to uh, download these lists um, uh, and make them, you know, so that your group, so that it's, you know, uh, personal for your group. Um, but it's, I think they're very helpful again. So we have several things that people can do because we want to start cutting down on the fraud. We may not get it all this time, but if we could cut down half, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, success. And maybe by next time, we'll cut down on three quarter of the fraud. And, and maybe in, in 10 years from now, we'll cut out all the fraud. That's the goal. Well, as soon as we get these secretaries of state, and you know, CNN today has got Fincham up four, it's got Marchant up three. Real quickly, give me a minute uh, from your perspective sitting here. You've been to this rodeo before. You were around in 2010. You were one of the founders of the Tea Party movement out there in St. Louis. As you sit and you, you and Andrew and the three of us were, were side by side in that great rally in 2010. We won 63 seats. As you see it today, today with 32 days to go. How do you see this thing breaking, uh, Jim? Well, I think the first thing people need to know is that the media, of course, is going to gaslight you. And the polling is a joke. Um, you can never trust the polling. I feel um, that there is going to be a huge wave. People, it's, there's, there's just no way that Americans want open borders. There's no way that their biggest issue is the war in Ukraine. There's no way that people are not looking at the inflation or the gas prices that are going up again under Joe Biden. Um, it's a complete disaster. We either have a country like Donald Trump said or we don't. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be a huge wave, as it should be. And I hope that people get involved. They need to know they can't just go out and vote, but they need to get involved. So we uh, protect our elections uh, from these Democrats. I want everybody, we're going to put it back up again, the seven-point checklist of Jim Hoff and the guys at Gateway Pundit. Real quickly, how do they get to Gateway? How do they get to your social media? Uh, TheGatewayPundit.com. We're on Getter. We're on Trump Truth Social. We're on uh, Facebook. Thanks, Steve. And Telegram. Jim, you're the best. You're the best. You can get Gateway Pundit everywhere. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I guarantee you, we're going to blow the doors off. We're going to be lit. Be back here in the war room.